How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In this episode, we have our second guest who will be introduced by Vincent in a little bit. But before that, let's talk about what we'll be talking about. And that's fear. Uh, We'll talk about the Christian perspective and the idea of fear of the Lord. We'll talk about fear and how it relates to wisdom, anxiety, and balance. And we'll talk about how fear is a tool to drive you in the right direction. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. All right, everybody, thank you again for coming. And today we have our second guest, Francis said in the intro. His name is Tyler, also known as Real Talk Tyler on TikTok and Instagram. He makes videos about the Bible and God and how he relates all those things to the world we live in today and how um, God can affect all of our lives differently or similarly. Tyler, would you like to say hi to the people? Hi guys, I'm, I'm glad to be on. I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm always happy to be able to talk about God. We, I got excited because like Francis and I, we would plan out, we have this whole page of all these ideas we want to talk about. And um, just recently, my university had this a talk about fear of the Lord. I was like, this would be a perfect episode. And I was looking through some people that I would find that I think would be have good input on this. And I came across your page. And I'm like, this guy would be perfect for this. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I stumbled upon your page because that was great timing. Great. <laughs> that's timing. a blessing, man. For sure. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it's all in God's timing right there. Exactly. Um, all right. So this week's episode, we are talking about fear and fear of the Lord. Um, I guess we'll go around talking about what fear of the Lord means to you. And I guess I'll go first. I think for me, fear of the Lord is um, knowledge and wisdom. And I learned this in the conference that I was in. Um, It's knowledge and wisdom. And the way that the speaker talked about it was um, when you're like in a zoo or whatever, maybe you're in the wild or something and you see this lion. This lion won't kill you or anything, but you know that that lion is there and you guys see each other. And uh, this lion is really powerful and you can see that how powerful it is, but you're not afraid of it. You just, you're just standing there and absorbing, absorbing, observing its beauty and how amazing and powerful that thing is. So that to me is what fear of the Lord means. Uh, and when I think of that phrase, that's what I think about. So for me, uh, since talking about this uh, topic and planning, uh, planning it, about a week ago, I've been thinking about what fe- the fear, the fear of the Lord means to me. And to me, it just means, I guess, a, a, a sort of respect. Because, you know, if you ever uh, have the opportunity to see, you know, the greatness of, I guess, what God made, you just think about how it's it's so great and... Yeah, that, yeah, that made sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you just respect it because I I guess uh, like like what Vincent said about this lion, you'd um see it for the power that it has, the the sheer like leverage leverage that it has, and leverage. Mm. Yeah, and and you'd look at it, you'd rev- you'd 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 have respect for it, and I think that's where fear is when it comes to the Lord specifically, because other things you can fear things and, and just be, you know, close up and just, 
either have this flight or fight or flight mechanism but when when it's there and it's like amazing and it's not there to hurt you you look at it and to me you fear it in the sense that you respect it so i guess that's my uh, kind of definition of it for sure and uh i think to sum it up in one word the the fear of the lord is the reverence of the lord and the dictionary uh, describes reverence as deep respect for someone or something. Mm, so right. it's more of an intimate respect. You can you can respect a person, you can respect a teacher, you can respect the president on a certain level, but you can <laughs> res- you can re- <laughs> you can respect someone on a more personal level. You can respect your best friend on that more intimate level you can respect your mentor as someone who is quote higher or above the other people like you respect them more and you respect them more intimately and i think that's what ultimately the fear of the lord is because if there's no one higher than him then we should have reverence for no one more than him yeah i i like that because Francis, you you talked, you said respect, and then Tyler brought it up more and said reverence. And that's how I think about it too. Like, um, reverence is a step up to respect. And I like that it's the word, the word we're using is intimate. It's an intimate respect um, with the Lord. And that's what fear of the Lord is. Um, Francis, like, that's, you agree with that, right? Like, how it's reverence more than just respect, though, right? Definitely, yeah. Because you can have respect for, like, the smallest things, right? You can, you know, if you, I guess I don't know like respect is respect is something that's earned because it it was it was garnered because of uh because of the qualities of that thing you're trying to respect. God is like the number 1 I guess in terms of qualities. So, you know, you have nothing you, you have nothing you have nothing else you need after after God when it comes to um this deep deep connection w- with something. Right. It's just because mm-hmm. he's so good, I guess. I don't. Yeah, I I don't know how to explain it. Like this is, this is tough for me to explain. Just just because it, it encompasses such a high level of like, uh, of feeling, and it it's just hard to explain. We're talking in terms of God here, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Exactly, man. And dude, I like I like how you said respect is earned, and that that is for sure. Like you you have to earn respect for a lot of things, but. Now, when we're talking about God, it's a whole nother playing field because <laughs> God doesn't owe us anything, so he doesn't have to earn anything from us. So I think that's why um, the fear of the Lord, it's not something that he earns. It's more of something that he deserves now that oh, I think about it. And yeah. it's really, it's really like... It's really um, self-fulfilling, I guess you could say, because his creation and everything that you see and the fact that people are made in his image really shows his craftsmanship. And it just, that deserves every, it, de- it deserves the highest form of respect there is. Um, when I think of fear of the Lord, I think of knowledge and wisdom. Are you saying that knowledge and wisdom is a gift given from God then? That's what you're saying, right? Because that's what it sounds I, like to I me. I believe so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It definitely is a gift from God because knowledge and wisdom 
for sure is a gift from God because it's not something, especially wisdom, it's not something that you can get by yourself. You can't make yourself wise because at the end of the day, you can know anything, you can know everything. But if you don't know how to use that knowledge, then you're not wise. I mean, there's, you can memorize the entire Bible front to cover and you can still not be wise because just knowing the script, basically you could say, is not in the end what gets you through the movie. It's acting out the script. It's it's doing the, uh, you know oh, what I mean? <laughs> but, damn. Yeah, that was that good. On the spot. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's um it's definitely a gift from him because it it says it it says the beginning of knowledge is the fear or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I think once once he gets that reverence from you that he deserves, he gives you the gift of knowledge and wisdom and anything else like that. I want to go back to what uh, you Tyler actually said about when can you describe uh, can you describe what it would feel like to actually fear the Lord in like the purest way or where would you, where would you experience this kind of thing? Because I know, I know some people might find it hard to, you know, develop an understanding or, or, or really get it into their head, what it feels like or what, yeah, I guess just, just what it feels like to, to have this reverence. And and I like how you described it when we were planning it out. Can you can you go into what do you think what do you think kind of has has that same level of, of feeling? Right. So yeah, if if there's someone who is confused about, you know, okay, you you say the fear of the Lord is the reverence of the Lord, but how do I how do I give the Lord such an intimate respect and reverence if I don't even know him personally, right? So I think the the simplest way I can put it is if you if you flew someone out to Indonesia or any any place in the world, the Himalayas, you know, the Rocky Mountains, anything, whatever is the most beautiful place in the world, then you drop them there. Not one single person is going to stand there and just not be phased by it. Every single person is going to have a reaction and every single person is going to stand in awe and wonder of what is in front of them and why believers have that respect and reverence for God and why non-believers don't is because some people who don't believe in God would say, wow, look at how nothing created this. <laughs> but, right, right. <laughs> but on on the other side, a believer would look at it and say, wow, God made this. Wow, God, you made this. And I think when when someone says that in their mind or says that out loud, they're personally talking to God. That's why they say, God, you made this. You are with God in that moment, and you are standing in awe and wonder of his creation. And when you do that, you're going to want to know that person or that thing 
a lot more. And in this case, it's God. So if God is the most high and the most eternal and the most powerful being there is, then you're going to want to know him the most after seeing his craftsmanship. And the fact that we look at creation so just awestruck because we look at it and say, wow, this is beautiful. Wow, this is amazing. The fact that we look at it that way and we remember that God said that is good, but when he created us in his image, he said it is very good. He said it is very, very good. So the fact that God holds me as an image bearer higher than that makes me just wonder why I am alive right now because I just don't deserve to be alive and that he deserves my reverence and my respect in all ways possible. Yes. I like I I like that that end piece there. Yeah, I um there's this when we were planning this out, I want to get back to this like relationship that we can have with him. Um there's this the analogy the pitbull analogy that we came up with and I believe it was oh, yeah. Tyler that you <laughs> said great. this and I really like this. So the pitbull analogy is basically um when you have a pitbull you can you can take this pitbull and have like a great relation, relationship with it, be your best friend. Um, you guys will love each other like endlessly. Um, he'll always love you. He'll always have your back. On the other hand, if you don't take care of this pit bull and you don't have a good relationship with this thing, it's going to bite you in the ass someday. Um, and <laughs> yeah. basically how we came up with this is like, God is kind of like that pit bull. Like, you have to have uh, this like certain respect to with this thing and so that this relationship can be equal both ways. Because obviously a dog, all, all a dog wants to do is love their, their master or their human their best friend, but it's kind of like up to us to have that connection back, you know? So that's how I think right. when we came up with this pit bull analogy, I think it's perfect because dogs have that nature and we have to have that nature with God where we want, we should want to have this relationship with him because he's always going to be with us and he's always going to be our best friend no matter what. <laughs> and like, that's how to me, that's part of fear of the Lord. And when we have fear of the Lord, we, this relationship, this reverence uh, grows stronger uh with him um so i is there anything left you guys want to add on to fear of the lord because um with within that phrase is the word fear and fear is a very difficult thing too because you can see it as many different ways for one thing is fear and anxiety francis do you want to talk about that real quick fear and anxiety the difference what do you think the difference is fear fear of the lord we kind of touched on how that could be you know a great thing because it's the it's the acknowledgement of something so great and so like so, something so much better and so much like uh holistically good than ourselves and that's a great thing and that's fear in i guess a pure sense and something without like without difficulty it's just it's just a fear it's just an acknowledgement that this thing is just amazing. And what anxiety is, I think, is the kind of uh is the kind of bad bad side of that where you have other things at play. It's sort of impure where it's like it's it's got a control over you that does not that should not be there. And it's 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 an attribute of the thing that's actually giving you that anxiety or that or that bad fear. Cause it's small. 
it's something that's really not it's <laughs> it shouldn't be a big deal and what we kept saying uh in the planning stage of this was just talking in terms of this thing this this car sorry this car that can that can hit you at any time during when you cross the road or, or when you cross the road and that's that's something that shouldn't debilitate you but for some people anxiety makes it so that things like this things that are small that happen in our day-to-day lives really stop them from being the full human beings that they can be the full the full selves yeah their full selves yeah so so anxiety in that sense is just unhealthy fear fear that shouldn't be there because it's fear over things that are so small and that should not be in the way of you achieving your best self and i think that's what anxiety is so uh yeah quickly as tyler what for you what is the difference between fear and anxiety because i remember we talked about this looking both ways when you before you cross the road and i think really that was really good um how do you define the differences between the two? So, um, fear is, yeah, it's fear is a good thing because you have that, obviously you have that healthy fear of not being run over when you cross the street. That's why you look both ways because first of all, you don't want to test the Lord and say, yeah, I have enough faith that he's going to save me because no, if you make, <laughs> if you make poor decisions, then you're going to end up getting hit by a car one day. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. So I think God did give us fear in a certain way to be used for good. But obviously, as Satan has made all things fall, and I should say sin has made us all imperfect and fallen creatures, now fear has been turned into something like anxiety because anxiety is the point where you let that fear take over you and it it starts i remember we talked about how it starts controlling even the things that you can't control because we we know that we cannot control our emotions um because at the end of the day you can't just not be mad at something you can't just not be sad you can't just not be happy you know what i mean you're going to feel emotions we're all human but when you let anxiety take over your life because you can control your anxiety but if you let it take control of you then it is going to start controlling the things that you can't control in the first place and that is a very dangerous spot to be put in because once you have that anxiety then you're never gonna cross the street ever again you're never even gonna get in a car because you're just letting that fear control you and we could bring it back to the pit bull you don't have to live in that fear and anxiety that the pit bull is going to come and bite you in the neck one day because you should have that healthy respect for that pit bull and know that look i i just want to have a relationship with this dog like it's man's best friend like i let me let me nourish him and let me provide food for him and obviously if we don't do that or obviously if you poke him in the eye he's gonna get mad and he's gonna do that right so uh to draw it back to god even you you can't just treat god as if he's just anything other than what he is because if you have that healthy fear of god you're not gonna have anxiety of god you're not gonna have anxiety 
of any kind of condemnation because we condemn ourselves but that's a whole different story that's a whole different uh thing in the bible but yeah we don't have to live in that anxiety because god has given that healthy fear as an attribute of ours and as as it says in the bible that everything that satan uses for bad god will use for good right so mm mm yeah, and uh, another thing you said um, earlier, like like last week, and I really like that it can tie into a lot of things, is fear and anxiety difference is anxiety is that what if turns into what could have been. Mm. Uh, and like you said, like if anxiety is that it's going to debilitate you to the point where you don't even want to get into a car. Uh, and if we have that anxiety towards like even talking to God, um, like when we pray, because I remember we talked about you knew you knew a person that was just too afraid to talk to God, um, and that is in what we talked about is defined as anxiety towards Him, uh, and it's debilitating that relationship that He could have with the Lord, uh, and that is like it's dangerous because um, then it it stops you from like again being your full self, but it also stops you from being wiser and understanding. Um, the creator really yeah the anxiety of talking to god or getting into prayer with him is just is just not good at all because you can find nowhere in the bible where it says that you have to earn your prayer time with god no you you come to god as you are i mean jesus ate with sinners he could have been eating with the pharisees who were self, or who who were self righteous and righteous off of their works but you know, he sat with the prostitutes perfect yeah why don't we take a quick break let the sponsors say what they have to say what do you guys think great idea <laughs> all right we'll be back right after this and we are back from the break um so we had some technical difficulties tyler would you like to repeat what you said so that people can hear that that beautiful message you said uh I was talking about how anxiety can take over your life in such a bad way and it can it can be used by Satan as a weapon against us because God has given us the good qualities of fear but Satan wants to turn them into the bad qualities the kind that control our life and the kind that uh turns those what ifs into could have beens so mm. I think in the same way with God, we always should be praying and getting closer to him by studying his word. But when people start thinking that their sin is too much for God to forgive, or if they think that they're just not going to be forgiven by God because they've just done too much, I think that is a direct lie from the enemy because you will never find anywhere in the Bible where it says that you have to earn your prayer time with God. No, Jesus mm -hmm. ate with sinners. <laughs> Jesus mm -hmm. ate with the prostitutes. Jesus ate dinner with the tax collectors who were basically like the used car salesmen of today back yeah. then. So the fact that Jesus ate with them really says something because Jesus himself said, I came 
to heal the sick. I didn't come to heal the people who are already well. So, yes, Jesus wants us. Jesus wants that relationship with us. And whenever someone says, oh, but he wouldn't forgive me for this, he wouldn't forgive me for that, it's just the direct opposite of everything that the Bible says because Satan tries to turn that into such a lie because he's afraid of us getting closer to God or getting deeper into the word because he knows that can be used as a weapon against him. And mm-hmm. that's that's just not what he wants. So to think that our sin is greater than God's sacrifice is just unbiblical and it can't be found anywhere in scripture because Jesus Christ paid for that sin on the cross. He paid for all of it. So your sin will never outdo his grace. Your your sin is always going to be less powerful than his grace. His grace overcomes all things. And as it says in Romans 2, his grace leads us to repentance. His kindness leads us to repentance. And Satan doesn't like repentance. So he's going to try to keep you anxious and afraid to even to never even get into that prayer that could mm. change your life. So he wants he wants you to abstain from all of that in any means necessary. Yes. Yes. It's oh my goodness. Thank goodness that we had like we knew where it stopped and like we were able to like get that back out there because that was when you said it the first time, I got chills and like this time too, like perfectly said. Um but yeah, so I, I agree with that. But also we let's move let's move to the word fear again. Let's go let's go back to that. Um, real quick, let me ask you guys: Would you say that fear is one of the most powerful emotions? Uh, because Francis and I, I personally believe that hope is probably the most powerful emotion. But I want to get your guys' opinion. Uh, do you guys think that fear is one of the most powerful emotions? Uh, man, like when, once it has to do with uh, with God, it stops. It stops becoming an emotion because it's something that you really feel internally and that's that's mixed in with your own control because it's 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 respect right it's like it's it's uh it's reverence and that's something that you choose and so mm-hmm. once it once it's an emotion i feel like w- when tyler was talking about how an emotion you can't control an emotion sort of like something that's a product of your environment and your environment you can't really control. So, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you agree with that, Tyler, but I guess, uh, like I think that emotions are just because of what happens to you in your surroundings and, and that because your surroundings are unpredictable, you can't control your emotions. Like you can't control your surroundings and fear as an, um, as an emotion can happen because anxiety is a thing because once you see Mm. things around you uh and and you experience things around you and you let those things take over you that's at to to like an unhealthy degree that becomes anxiety and that's 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 when fear is an emotion and that's bad but once fear becomes this thing where you acknowledge some greater force or a greater uh 
something that has more leverage than yourself, then it stops becoming an emotion because now it's something that you can you can control and you can manipulate and you can uh, use to kind of better yourself or or point yourself in the right direction. So uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Right. Um, and I I would go as far to say that fear isn't an emotion, but rather than rather than an emotion, I think it's a choice because mm. God would never control. God would never command us to do something that is out of our control. You will never see the Bible tell you not to be angry. The Bible says when you are angry, don't sin in that anger. So God mm. is God is telling us that yes, you will be angry, but there are verses where God says, do not be afraid. If Joshua 1, 9, for example, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Mm -hmm. So to, to choose to be afraid is what can control your environment around you, and that's mm -hmm. what leads to that unhealthy anxiety. So I think it is very purposeful that everywhere in the Bible you see whenever it talks about emotions, it doesn't talk about controlling or suppressing those emotions. It's telling you what to do while in that state or while inside of that emotion. But for things that you can control, it always says, do not do this or do this with all your heart. Love the Lord with all your heart. That's why love is a choice. Love isn't an emotion mm -hmm. because it's just wow. you can't you can't just say I'm feeling very loved today, you know? What I mean, yeah. you can't you can't say I'm but you can say I'm I'm feeling very fearful, but it's always because you chose to let it get the better of you and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest, we all we all have something that we're afraid of, obviously, but mm. but there is definitely a line that that can be crossed when concerning fear because at one point it can be yeah that healthy fear of not wanting to get hit by a car you're like you're gonna check both sides of the street before you cross of course but it turns into anxiety at a certain point so yeah that's that's my take on it mm. yeah i i the thing thing is like we made an episode called the art of controlling emotions and what we said in that episode we didn't directly say that like this is how you control your emotions like what more of the episode was was when you feel this anger uh, when you when you feel these things this is how this is what you can do um like we named it controlling emotions so that it's so that it appeals but in reality, you can't really control emotions because like what you said, um, you it, it's more of a, what you can do with it and what happens when you feel these things. Uh, but what I'm thinking, for me, when I think of fear as being a powerful emotion, you went on to say that it, you don't think it's an emotion at all. And um, would you say that hope is an emotion then? Would you say that hope is an emotion or not? I... Uh, there, there's a great verse in First Corinthians 13. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, three things last forever, faith, hope, and love. So, cool. and, and then it says the greatest of these is love. 
So mm-hmm. we know that love is a choice because you, you choose to love someone. You consciously choose whether or not you're going to love someone today. You consciously choose to have faith. So I think you can consciously choose to have hope as well. Nice. And yes. yeah, definitely hope um, in, in certain aspects could be an emotion for sure. Like you're feeling very hopeful for, for what's going to come tomorrow. You're feeling excited. I, I would mm-hmm. say excitement is the emotional form of hope. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I would say that, yeah, I would say that excitement is the effect of choosing to have hope that that's how i would put it yeah well also like what we said in that episode was that hope is kind of this first step to being your full self and in this part in this part of this this episode i want to talk about fear and how fear is kind of this motivator francis do you think do you agree that fear is a motivator to do to do things or do you think it's not really a motivator at all how you posed it like kind of got me thinking about how you know there's some people who don't fear fear feel fear at all mm. in the anxiety mm-hmm. sense or in the i guess uh reverence sense i guess because you know they don't acknowledge the power that things have over them they'd run into a tornado mm. like that kind of person right you know for for those people i don't understand what what their motivations are but for, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so i think it's just i don't know to feel something or or what but that's kind of to feel fear is their motivation maybe. maybe yeah but yeah for the for the average person i think fear is like a thing that gets you to do something definitely it gets you mm. to it gets you to like have physiological what am i trying to say reactions to the things that happen around you and because of that you mm-hmm. it, it, it it tells you and you see it signals you to do something to either get out of the situation that you're in uh make make your situation better by doing a specific action like i feel fear when i have a deadline coming up obviously so uh and, and anxiety yeah. you know it's a, it's a it's a definite thing and and you know it, it causes me to perform and i guess fear in the good senses and relating it to that which i think we're going to do soon like that acknowledgement that reverence for something when something is such a great a great power over you and has like uh, a greater I just keep coming back to this leverage uh, having that motivate you I think it has like some sort of pure pure implication that mm. is a holy almost so mm. what was the question it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, is fear and emotion I think you think it's a motivator oh sorry no, no, motivator, motivator yeah motivator I think so yeah definitely okay. when you fear something you got to do something about it so yeah yeah I I would definitely agree with that because Fear definitely drives many, many decisions on a daily basis. And uh, when we say motivation, we we have to remember that motivation is not always a positive thing either. Of course, fear Mm -hmm. does drive positive motivation, but it also drives negative motivation, right? Because a lot of people, if you're you're a, a stock market type of guy, a lot of people get very scared as soon as their stocks go down two percent then they sell it that's fear motivating them to sell something Mm. and and to sell a potentially good investment but because they get fearful of the short term they miss out on the long-term benefits so 
fear is a motivator in that aspect. But then again, fear is also a motivator in the good way too, because it can motivate you to to choose to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing because you're afraid of the bad thing that can happen. So if we if we want to keep it in the stocks example, yeah, if you if you bought Apple or something, such a great stock or Amazon, if it goes down two percent and you sell it, you would say that's just a poor decision because most stocks move two percent a day. So two percent going down is nothing, right? But if you bought a stock and it goes down twenty percent, then it keeps going down, you know, it's gonna be your fear is going to get the best of you at one point you're going to say yeah. well i'm i'm either going to i'm either going to walk away with losing some money or i'm going to walk away losing all of my money so mm-hmm. what what's going to what's going to happen and i think mm-hmm. in certain situations like that yeah and then um also in regards to your future like if you if you decide that you're just not going to care about your future then one day you're going to realize wow I'm going nowhere right now because I (laughs) I just chose to not care about my future and Mm -hmm. that kind of fear of, you know, not having a roof over your head, not having food in your refrigerator, not having clothes on your back can definitely motivate you to go and succeed, go and get a job, go Mm -hmm. and get right with people that you, you have broken relationships with and then tying it back to God that that can always it's like I learned this word absolute deterrent Mm. an absolute deterrent is something that once you hear of it you're like okay I do not want to go there so Mm. it's like with God well I don't want to be punished forever so Mm -hmm. I, I want to have a relationship with this God who loves me so much that he wants to save me out of my sin and death so Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of what his wrath has in store, but I also have that reverence and that fear for him knowing that he did save me out of that. And he does provide me an avenue for salvation out of that. So I'm going to choose that option because there's an absolute deterrent that I don't want to cross. So I'm going to choose God instead. Or I'm going to choose getting a a financially stable job instead. Or I'm going to I'm going to choose to fix that broken relationship instead of leaving it broken. You know what I mean? When we do, when we were in the planning stage for this, um, you mentioned this, uh, this, this word. And I kept like all week I was thinking about this word um, because, because of how you connected this to fear of your future. Um, And you said like fear, if you normal, uh, everyone else shouldn't really fear their future. The only people who should really fear their future are the people who don't care about their future. Uh, and then you related this to to the Bible um, and heaven and hell. And I loved I love the way you connected this. Um, and I want to give you all the credit to this. Do you want to tell tell everyone how that connects, or how do you want to do this? Heaven and hell, hell being that absolute deterrent. Mm-hmm. absolute deterrent uh it is something that no one wants to experience and so many people just don't care so like mm-hmm. i said with people who don't care about their future 
they are the ones who should start fearing for their future because they don't care about it, right? So Mm -hmm. in the same way with God, if you don't care about where you're going, you should start fearing about where you will go because Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10, 31 says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And we know falling into someone's hands is never a good situation. You don't want to fall into God's hands because, I mean, Mm -hmm. just the word fall has a negative connotation to it anyways. So why would you want to fall into the hands of the God who says he has wrath in store for his enemies? Why would you Mm -hmm. want to just not care about the eternal consequences that face you because of the eternal offenses that you have committed against the eternal God, right? So in the same way that I was woken up and the way that I was saved was by that sort of fear because I heard a verse that talked about hell and it made me realize, wow, this is actually a real thing. I need to stop playing around with God because I don't want to be on the receiving end of that wrath because I'm afraid of God's wrath. Anyone should mm. be, right? Mm. Just like with the pit bull, you should be afraid of the pit bull coming at your jugular in a second if you poke it in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with God. He has given us such grace and to quote unquote poke him in the eye is to say, yeah, I understand you gave me that grace, but I'm going to live my own life instead. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to ignore that. I'm going to choose to not pursue you and pursue myself instead. And that's why Hebrews chapter 10 talks about even the people who have been revealed the truth and they choose not to live in it and they choose not to accept it. It's going to be a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And yeah, I, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. I like, I like that. It, it took you to, it was personal because, um, you had, you came across something that made you realize I can't do this anymore. Like I have to, I have to look at the world differently if I want to end up in a different place. And I love that it was a personal experience. Um, me personally, I don't, think I like went through something like that it was more of a for me at least it was kind of just this idea that I I don't I can't be separated for that long from God like in my own family um, my my dad he he moved away for like a year um, and my brother my mom and I were like stuck in Vancouver for like a year Um, and that that one year was really hard because I was away from my dad for that full 12 months so the opportunity came uh, for us to like live with them. We jumped on that right away. And I'm relating this to uh, like heaven and hell. There's no way that I'd be able to be that far away from God for eternity, like e- eternity. Um, that for me was uh, kind of like the same kind of experience, but not really. It's, it's that relating, that relationship I had um, with God and my dad. Yeah. That's totally a perfect example, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, is there... Okay, so Tyler, do you have one final message um, before we have to let you go here, man? It's, it's getting late. Uh, do you have one final message for the people uh, regarding fear of the Lord or fear itself or whatever you have going on in your life? 
let us know what's happening. I would say my final message to anyone watching this, whether you're a Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist, agnostic, Jew, whatever you are, I want you to understand the power of the gospel and of Jesus Christ because the fear of the Lord is something exclusive to Christianity. You don't you don't see in other religions, oh yeah, the fear of Buddha or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is just something so powerful about the true and living God as we believe to be Jesus Christ. And in First Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares about you. So mm-hmm. don't let your anxieties overcome you and don't let your anxieties keep you from coming to God. No. Cast those anxieties onto God because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Notice how it doesn't say be saved first and then cast those anxieties. No, it's saying God cares for you no matter what position you're in. So cast those anxieties on him because he doesn't want you to be controlled by your fear. He says it plenty of times throughout the Bible. In fact, he says it 365 times in the Bible. You can go look this up. Whoa. One one verse for every day, he says, do not be afraid. So God puts very much emphasis on not letting your fear control you and take over you to a point where you just become so anxious that you can't even come to God anymore. Now, God wants you to cast those anxieties on him but he also wants you to have that healthy fear of him, which is also the perfect and intimate reverence of God. The kind of reverence that you would have if you're gazing over the Appalachian Mountains or the Great Lakes or Salt Lake City, anything, any anywhere in the world. The type of feeling where you just go, wow, God, you're amazing. That is the reverence of God. And as it says in Romans 3, the people who who have fallen away from God, there was no fear before, there was no fear of God before their eyes. It says, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. And when it says those things, it ends it by saying, there is no fear of God before their eyes. So if you want mm-hmm. to have understanding, you want to have knowledge, you want to have insight, you want to seek for God, you're going to have to have that fear of God, which should be natural to you. If, you. if you just look at the sky, even you look at the clouds, you look at the trees and you go, wow, God is amazing. God, you mm-hmm. are good. Teach me, God. Give me wisdom. I want to know you more because these things that I find so amazing and so awesome are nothing compared to me in your eyes because, God, you called me very good when you called all of this just good. So, God, lead me. God, give me wisdom and God, give me understanding. So, I think that wraps it up because that is what the fear of the Lord Mm. is. Yes. Dude, I love that. That, oh man, that was so good. I love, I love that you keep going, going back to that, 
how everything God said everything is good, but we are really good. All right, yo, Tyler, thank you for coming on and 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 uh, sharing your message, your wisdom to this podcast. And uh, yeah, we loved having you on here, bro. Um, if anything comes up again, like if you don't mind, if anything comes up again, and Francis and I have this great idea, and we think of you. Uh, we'll let you know because we would love to hear from you again. Oh, of yeah. course. Of course. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, bro. Um, yeah. Again, thank you. If anyone, everyone listening wants to go check out Real Talk Tyler, I'll link his ads in the description of this episode. Once again, Tyler, thank you, bro. We really appreciate it for coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Uh, and we'll be back right after this break. And we are back. Holy smokes. Tyler, when you're listening to this, bro, you had a lot of stuff to say, and I loved every word of it. You went off, dude. Um, again, awesome. you went <laughs> off. You popped off on the on the ears of the people. Um, there's a lot to uncover in this episode for this final... I guess you could say, Francis, would you agree that this part of the episode of the podcast is kind of like a reflection... Reflection... Um, learning kind oh, of yeah. stage, or I don't know. It's, this feels like a reflection yeah. kind of stage every time the last part. Yeah, it's looking back on what we said and saying like, and saying what did we learn? How can we apply this? Like, mm -hmm. just trying to f figure out the last little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and this this gets you, the listeners, to think with us. Uh, and now at this point, you're not just listening. Uh, we want we're encouraging you to think as we speak at this point. Instead of just help uh, thinking about the definitions we come up with. So I think the first thing we can look at, um, Francis, let's say that we are non-believers. If we are non-believers, how far can fear take us? What do you think um, that question, what does that question mean to you? And how do you think that question yeah, will go dude, down? Simply, simply, I think it's... It's the fact that uh, fear, it stops at something that's bad. For somebody who doesn't know or doesn't believe in God, it's, it's start, it stops at something that's bad and that, that you should avoid. And that obviously leads to anxiety because you want to avoid something that makes you feel, feel fear. Because just, it just makes sense, right? If something's going to cause you pain or cause you difficulty, cause you some trouble... You're going to avoid it, and that's the end of the story. But what what uh, being a believer says is that fear is actually a good thing, and it should be uh, it should be something that really drives you for the right reasons. Because once you fear fear God, which is what we said in this podcast, it it leads you to having a reverence, like like some something inside of you that really appreciates something that's bigger something that's like more amazing than yourself and not not looking at it like something that's going to hurt you but something that's really going to benefit you even though it's so much more powerful and so much it's so scary almost mm -hmm. like like uh yeah you don't want to touch it like it's like kind of incredible but you realize that because of that it's something that you appreciate. Sort of like death in a way. Because remember when we talked about how... Yeah. Like, you know, it was scary to think about death, I guess. Because, you know, it was coming and nobody really wants to... Nobody really wants to go through that. 
it's realizing that because life is so uh, short and has an ephemerality, there's a beauty in it. And there's something that makes you want to take it and really do well with it and do good with it. Same thing with fear. Like you can either make it so that it's something that takes over. And and even though uh, things are things are great and they're they're really, really scary and can do lots of harm to you, you don't treat them like something you have to shy away from or kind of run away from. You treat them like because they have this great power to kind of learn from them. And I think that's where knowledge and wisdom comes from because you're not shying away from it. You're not running away from it anymore. You're trying to understand it and you're trying to make a good relationship with it. And I think that's where I think believing in something greater and believing in God makes fear such a great thing, even though usually people think it's a bad thing. Yeah. What I, so the question, what I'm thinking about is how far can fear take you? If you don't believe. And for me, what I think about is if we listen to this episode, let's say that we had, we weren't part of this episode, we're just listening to it. Um, For me, what it would sound like is the beginning is that fear, fear is not really this thing that you should um, really be, I guess, be afraid of. You can't really, you shouldn't really be afraid of fear uh, because it can take you to do all these great things. But, um, but if you're a non-believer, how far can it actually take you? I think it can take you to a good path, but not a fulfilling path. And like the way, what I mean is um, you can constantly be thinking to yourself, if I do this thing, what happens? Am I going to like lose more money if I do this? It's kind of like this fear of uh, which choice is going to be better. Uh, I don't know. I've always believed, actually, let me ask you this. France, do you think the world is driven by fear? Um, that people's choices are based off of fear. What do you think about that? Fear is an emotion. Treating it like uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. then it's it it's one of the things that people people are driven by. Because emotion, I think, in general, is what people are driven by. And uh, when you when you take your environment and you boil it down to the emotions that are caused by the things in your environment, people just do stuff because of you know, their emotions and fear is a bad emotion. I think really has something to do with that in anxiety because people don't want to, <laughs> don't want to feel anxiety. And so they do stuff to prevent that. And so in that sense, yes, fear can drive a society. I don't think it's the main thing, but yes, it can. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Uh, f- I think fear definitely drives choices. Like if you think about, um, am, maybe a simple choice, like, um, maybe like ordering pizza. Am I going to order pizza or am I going to cook the home home cooked meal? Um, do you, when you think about that question, do you think it's going to be healthier if I have a cooked meal or am I going to be happier if I'm going to make a cooked meal? Um, I think for me, it'd be more of it's healthier if I do this choice. And that indirectly, the kind of like the same thing is I don't want to eat this pizza or I mean I, I want to eat this pizza but I don't really want to is because I'm afraid that I will look like I the I will look like something I don't want to look like you know and I think that's how fear drives drives decisions 
Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm. That's where I sit on fear itself, the word fear, and how it affects our day to day lives. Oh yeah, it's like a absolute deterrence. Not in the sense that it's like, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to look like this. So I don't eat this pizza, so I won't. It's just it's just, I guess, small in the in terms of like, in terms of the situations that it like effects yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's hard man it's hard yeah and i i know you asked this question in the podcast already but i want to get your take on it and we asked because you asked this to tyler but i want to get your take um from what we learned today what does somebody that has fear of the lord look like what is that what do you think when you see someone what do you think would it look like if they have fear of the Lord? Somebody who's at peace, I think. In a sense, they're unaffected by the fears that are troubling their immediate. And in a sense, not not even immediate, but like greater kind of radius. We were talking about like horror movies before. And we, and we were talking about how, how does fear, I guess, tie into... Uh, horror and how does fear of the lord tie into that for some reason i realize like it's 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 prioritizing the fears that you have and saying that the number one fear that i have is something that's so much greater than me god and that he doesn't want to hurt me so everything else that's lower than that fear kind of can't 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 beat me up over because there's something something that I have to be more scared of <laughs> in a sense in a sense even though even though fear which is what we define now is like uh a, a good thing a pure thing at its best is like uh is a reverence when you when you have a negative uh a, ne- a negative kind of feeling towards fear like a like a horror movie and how it's like it gives you anxiety it makes your heart race and and you're scared I guess somebody who really has a fear of the Lord has peace in those situations because he knows that there's something that's greater to fear than this thing in front of him. When I think of fear of the Lord and what we've learned so far, um, I think for me, maybe if, if I could see someone who has this fear of the Lord, I think he has his life kind of put together where maybe not put together, but maybe he has a structure. Um, he knows the step he's going to take next, and he knows maybe uh, maybe not the, not the next 10 steps, but maybe he knows at least the next three steps he wants to take and the next steps that he wants to achieve, um, even if they're little steps, because, because there's no worry now, because uh, he doesn't have to worry about all these other things. He has, what he has is his healthy fear for this pit bull, Right, this pit bull, this healthy fear with this pit bull. So, like, like he creates a relationship with this pit bull, so that they're just they're always by each other's side. Um, so, if if so, if you're like one of the listeners, you don't know what I'm talking about pit bull. Like we um, talked about how pit bull is related to God. I'm uh, not related, but like the analogy. Uh, and yeah, I think I think that if he knows like the next steps he wants to take, this person who is the fear of the Lord. Um, then he, then he doesn't have to worry about anything else because he, 
he has that pit bull by his side is what I'm trying to get at here. Do you think the world needs more fear right now? Or do you think it needs less fear? I think when you don't have fear, in the sense that you don't have anxiety, the bad fear that we were talking about, you, you make clear decisions and you have clear thinking. And I definitely think we need a lot more of that now more than ever because we have a lot of issues right in the world and uh they can be solved but they shouldn't be solved by they shouldn't be solved by the anxiety that is caused by needing to solve that thing it should be they should be solved by clear thinkers who have who have hope and um and realize that everything is okay even though it's no no not even though that it's not like things are okay period and that you know it's just our responsibility to kind of make things even better than okay i feel like that's that's the way people should be thinking about problems instead of saying that there's uh there's anxiety towards these things and things need to be things need to be fixed i don't know i feel like fear isn't a good isn't fear in terms of anxiety the bad kind of fear isn't a good motivator for things i feel like it should be is not as good motivator you said it's not a good motivator for things i feel like it should okay i feel like it should be more uh the fact that there's hope and the fact that there's 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 greater things to be done i i kind of agree that when you said like maybe it's not fear and anxiety uh and so the question is, does the world need more or less fear right now? And I think that's a really tricky question because in some sense, in some subjects and topics, there should be more fear in people's hearts. Uh, for example, maybe climate change or uh, another example, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, that that can be a whole thing too because um, if... Okay, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, I think some people should have more fear in their hearts when it comes to the injustices uh, that people are going mm. through. Okay, um, yeah. But, but ultimately, I don't think overall, maybe not fear is the answer. I don't think fear is the answer at all. And you said this in the last episode, in the previous episode we've just made, and it was so, the, what you said was so good that I had to make it a clip. And the clip is on our Instagram, it's on our TikTok right now. And I really like, at the end of that clip, that that quote was, Fear is that first step to common ground. Oh, no, sorry, not fear. Acceptance. Well, <laughs> acceptance is that first step to common ground. And I think the world needs more acceptance, not fear, but acceptance. And although fear can play a part because uh, fear can play a part with like with acceptance, but ultimately acceptance is that first step um, to that uh, common ground for everyone. Uh, even if there's disagreement, acceptance is that is that common ground that you can get to. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You relate that to fear too. Sorry, I tried to drag it on, but like as accepting, as accepting goes, accepting that there are problems and accepting that there are things that are bigger than yourself, things that you can't control and things that have much more leverage and power over you. I think that's the first step to getting over the anxiety and getting over the bad feelings or the bad side of fear. And really just tackling it with a clear mind because you understand that things are bigger than you. So acceptance, I think, is 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 related to good fear. The fear that actually leads to a reverence for things, for God especially, because you accept 
that there is a greater thing here and that's a good kind of fear which you can take with you as a motivator to be more knowledgeable to become wiser you know what we never touched on this but balance to be balanced because you're not you're not <laughs> deterred you're not deterred by like anxiety you're just in the center like uh, like you're not pulled by your emotions because you're more accepting of all the things that all the thing all the things that have power over you god especially like i guess he's the he's the reason everything happens and he has ultimate power and just realizing that and having fear for him the good fear that has that 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 leads to reverence means that you have balance now because you know you realize that everything's okay because this is a good person this uh, not not person but this is a good god yeah i i i agree like i think no i definitely think that um acceptance and fear do play a role together and how i think maybe that's how balance can become a like be part of that where fear and acceptance um work for that balance in your life like you're saying balance in terms of like um okay what do you what do you mean peace peace like okay yeah okay just just yeah accepting that there's a thing that's like really powerful that's good fear accepting that there's something that's really really powerful that's 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 good fear and when you let that take get the better of you and have that have that in your mind that something is really powerful but not accepting it and saying that and saying that now there's something and acceptance means just sitting back and doing what you need to do right but what not accepting it means is taking actions and taking steps to to, like to 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 run away and that takes energy that takes thought and that really is a detriment to you and your soul so accepting that there's a really powerful thing here means that you have this fear that's good uh we talked about a lot of things today tyler real talk tyler came on he had some great great words for us he taught us a little bit about a little bit about the bible give us some insights about what god is trying to say when he means that we should fear him and that it leads to wisdom and it leads to us not being anxious anymore in our lives and leads us to be better people because it leads us under the right path we don't want to go to hell we don't uh it shouldn't be feared but we should just realize like like be anxious about it i mean not feared because we realize now fear is a good thing uh, but uh uh okay first of all first of all i just want to say before we end this off i didn't know that the bible said do not be afraid 365 times that is so cool that is so cool that's what he said that's what tyler said right the bible yeah, says that's that 365 times. that's awesome yo that that that's crazy one for every day that so he's like really god is really like putting it into our heads do not be afraid and that's the final message do not be afraid but fear of the but fear of the lord is is what i is what i'm thinking yeah um i love that dude i love that thank you guys so much for listening and vibing with us on late night chill vibes i'm your host vincent and i have been francis And we'll see you guys in next week's episode. We love all of you. Thank you for listening.